I know it may not seem like it because the plays that we remember are the missed big plays, the Romeo Dobbs drop touchdown, the Christian Watson drop touchdown, but this Packers offense has been one of the most explosive in football. It just hasn't been one of the most consistent. If it can find that consistency, and I argue it can and will, this offense can be as good as it wants to be. Plus, Former Giants running back Rashad Jennings joins me on the show to talk about the intersection of sports and business, the evolution of Saquon Barkley, all of these two high safety looks and what it means for the run game, which is very important for this week as the Packers head to London to take on the Giants. Expert Tuesday starts right now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Rashad Jennings on the show today, former NFL running back, former New York Giant running back. He is the co-host of the podcast, The Bag with Rashad Jennings and Lindsey McCormick over at Sports Illustrated. Go check that out. They had a great episode with Will Blackman where Will talks about how he was inspired to get into wine by Charles Woodson, two former Packers DBs there. And it's a it's a really cool thing that I think that you'll probably like. Start with that episode and, and see what you can get to. We're going to get to him, running backs, evolution of the league, all kinds of cool stuff coming up in a little bit. I want to start with something that Dan Orlovsky said on Get Up This Morning. And (laughs) as I was saying that, I went, oh my God, I've become part of the take enterprise, the take machine, the take, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know, industrial complex. But the reason I'm bringing it up, because what he said is, by the end of the season, this Packers offense is going to be better, not as good, better than it was last year with Devontae Adams. And his point was, they're already creating explosives. The run game is one of the best in football. They have an elite quarterback, and this offensive line is just still figuring it out. All of that is true. Well, the the factors are true. Can, Can they get to that level? We'll see. Let's rewind, though. You go back to the spring, there were people saying... Media people, fans, saying this offense can be better without Devontae Adams because it means Aaron Rodgers will have to spread the ball around. It means they will have to commit to the run game. And it means Rodgers will have to play within the confines of the offense rather than just resorting to hero ball with Devontae Adams. Now, we're seeing the downside of it on, say, third downs when it's basically third and Randall Cobb. Um, or third and Alan Lazard, which, by the way, both worked on Sunday, both worked against Tampa. They have been terrific. Those those duos. But it hasn't been consistent. They have been explosive, as Orlovsky pointed out. They have one of the most explosive offenses in the league. 
depending on where you look, and some people quantify explosive um, differently, but they are either the league leader or among league leaders in explosive passes and explosives overall. 10 plus yard runs, 20 plus yard passes. They've been near the top of the league all season and they did it again. Alan Lazard on Sunday, three catches of 20 plus on his own. Aaron Jones made a slew of plays where he broke 10 plus yard runs. They're creating explosives in the run game, which they were not doing last year. That in and of itself gives them the potential to be better than they were last year, assuming the the passing game finds some consistency. They're creating explosives. That's true. But they're creating explosives, like they're creating 20-yard plays by by getting 25 yards. You know, like they're not creating 50-yard plays, 40-yard plays, 60-yard plays. Now, it's been four weeks and they've played some, some defenses. By the way, you know, the Vikings designed to not give up big plays. The Bears designed to not give up big plays. The Bucks defense, really good. Did not play really well against the, the Chiefs, but had been the best defense in football through three weeks. And this, this past week against the Patriots, just a really well-coached defense. You know, Matt LaFleur talked about a play call where he felt like it was the wrong play call. Didn't didn't say specifically it was on Aaron Rodgers, but said he would have liked to have seen that play canned because it was the worst possible play call for the defense that the Patriots were in. Aaron Rodgers has been part of the problem here. Missing throws, missing reads. He's clearly not on the same page with these guys at all times. These RPO screens. The ball on uh, the Dobbs fumble. Terrible throw. The timing has been off. Dobbs and Watson have each botched the timing with Rodgers. I'm putting those together. Those two guys have have not been on the same page for those plays. There was a play on Sunday where Rodgers either way overthrew Alan Lazard or Christian Watson did not run the route that Aaron Rodgers thought he was going to run. That's a pretty big deal. But... Aaron Rodgers right now is the number one pro football focus graded quarterback on throws of 20 plus yards down the field. Gorgeous play to big Bob Tunyon. Beautiful, beautiful play to Randall Cobb. Absolutely dime, dimed up Romeo Dobbs on the touchdown that would be. And there are some Redditors out there insisting that that actually should have been a touchdown, that tucking the ball in the end, if you're in the end zone, which makes it different than what happened with Des Bryant, that constitutes a football move. Two two feet and the catch plus the football move of tucking the ball is actually enough. I don't. We don't need to go into the conspiracy theory. The, the, the moral of the story is gorgeous throw. The Christian Watson drop, gorgeous throw. Now there was the Christian Watson um, jet wheel where I did not think that was a great throw, although I thought Christian Watson picked it up late and I think could have, you know, Romeo Dobbs might've made that catch, but it's not a great throw. Aaron Rodgers has been part of the problem for this offense and he admitted it, said he needs to play better. He, he normally doesn't play two bad halves. That's true. But go back to last year. Remember for like half the season, he just couldn't hit a deep ball. Just couldn't find the the touch. Through eight games last year, he was 33rd in deep pass grade by Pro Football Focus. 33rd. Remember how many teams there are? (laughs) There's 32 teams. 
He was 33rd. This year, he's first. And in the second half of the season, last year, he was seventh. So he went from not even starter level throwing deep balls to one of the best in the league. We've seen him start slow in years past before. We, we do, you don't even need to go back to the RELAX season. You don't even need to go back to the run the table season. You, you just need to go back to literally last year. And that was with Devontae Adams. The fact that they're running the ball so effectively and that they, they have some decisions to make on the offensive line. Is Elton Jenkins best position a guard? Very telling, I think, that Matt LaFleur said that they are they are looking into the right tackle option with Yash Nyman. That I, I, I think there's no question in my mind the best five includes Yash Nyman right now in terms of you're just trying to find the best five guys. Yash Nyman is one of them. And right now, Elton Jenkins' best position is guard. I think you can make the case, and I, I continue to make the case, that I, I'd rather see him try and figure it out over the next couple of weeks against some softer softer opponents because the best option is to have him be your, your right tackle because he's at his best, the best right tackle. He's probably going to play right tackle next year anyway, but you can let him play guard this year and he can play right tackle next year if it's the best thing for the team this season. They're still figuring that stuff out. They were not great run blocking on Sunday. A lot of it was just Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon being awesome. Just dudes being guys, just guys being dudes, making people miss, dragging defenders, getting extra yards. That's going to be, the, they're going to be able to run against whoever they want all season. And they're going to stick with the run all season. So then it's a matter of just getting on the same page with these guys, just figuring out the best ways to use them. And I love that they're finding ways to get Christian Watson the ball. That Romeo Dobbs is blocking for Christian Watson. And he was the first guy in the end zone to meet Watson. Was so happy for him. These guys are playing for each other. Al Nazard on fourth and one, the toss play. He's he's reduced in like a tight end and is out essentially lead blocking. Leaks out to, to lead that play. Selfless player. Had six catches over 100 yards. Randall Cobb continues to be the go-to th- third down guy. And Romeo Dobbs is becoming a star in front of our very eyes. It's stuff that, you know, I had someone ask, was fumbles and going to the ground a problem for Dobbs in college? No, but he played it in Nevada. Speed of the game is different. The force of the game is different. He's going to adjust. He's too good. He's too talented. He's going to adjust. You, you cannot point to me in history a player who was really talented and and did not have major drop issues, which Romeo does not right now because he did not drop the ball. That was not a drop, a hands drop in the end zone. He failed to make the catch different to me. You can't find me the receiver. Maybe you can, but they're very rare where the guy just never became a, a good or above average player because they couldn't survive the ground or because they kept fumbling. Like th- those guys just aren't really there. That's not really a thing. If you're good, you figure it out. If you're that talented, you're that gifted and he is that talented and that gifted, he's just going to figure it out. He's a hard worker. 
He is going to keep working at it until he gets it. I promise you. And this offense, I'm starting to believe it can be better than what we saw last year. Now, 2020 good? Probably not. 2020, they were historically good. 2021, they were just they were just a very good offense. Aaron Rodgers was awesome, led the league in EPA per play, all that stuff. But they were not as good in 2021 as they were in 2020. I don't think they can get to 2020, but I think they can be as good as they were last year in 2021. And I think they can be more scheme independent in terms of who they face defensively. And I think they can be better equipped for January potentially because they can run the ball this way because I think they're, they're going to be able to protect Aaron Rodgers better when healthy and they're going to have more answers. I think they have more playmakers even if they don't have that field tilter game-changing playmaker at the top the way Devontae Adams is. I'm not fully bought in that that they can get there or that they will get there this year. I think I think it's possible they could get there next year. It seems more likely to me that it would be next year than this year but I have I have not ruled it out as a possibility. I I had all but ruled it out to start the season to you know training camp all that. Just, there's just no way, and it's okay. But now I think they there's a possibility, and like a non-zero chance that they can do it, and that possibility seems to be growing every week. All right, before we get to Rashad Jennings, let's talk about a product that I use every day. Seriously, I use it every day. AG One is something that can change how you feel on a daily basis. Physically change how you feel. And I don't know about you, but I'm I'm constantly trying to improve my daily routine. Am I maximizing what I'm putting into my body, especially, especially to start the day? Am I eating the right things? Am I drinking the right things? Am I making sure I'm nourishing my body the right way? Do I have the right you know, cleaning products for my face and my skin and my hair and and my body? Am I, am I making sure that I'm taking care of it from a nourishment standpoint? And chances are, you're not doing great. <laughs> a lot of us aren't. For much of my life, I wasn't. AG1 makes it easy. Just a scoop of AG1 in water. And you have got something that can get you superfoods, adaptogens, Things for brain health, for gut health, for for general nutrition and and value that way. Better sleep quality supports mental clarity and alertness. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. This helps you do the best things for your body every day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I have it. It's a little tincture. I take it every day. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL network to take ownership over your help and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Joining me now, I am very excited to bring in Rashad Jennings, former NFL running back, former New York 
football giant and co-host of The Bag with Rashad Jennings and Lindsay McCormick uh, on Sports Illustrated, my former stomping grounds. Rashad, it is great to be with you. How are you doing? Oh, listen, man, Peter, I'm good. It couldn't be any better, honestly. I'm out here in Virginia with the family for a little bit. Always good to have some time with the family. Uh, we, we've got a lot that I want to get your, your input on, but there, there is this, I, I've been, any anytime I've had a chance to talk to some players and I've, I've actually heard from some players since the game, this Tua Tungavailoa situation, I, I just want to get your input on, especially as someone who, when you play, you to take a lot of hits. Running back is a brutal position. What, what kind of responsibility do you think a team has to say, look, I know you're saying you're good, but like, we just have to take this decision out of your hands. Tons. Um, all of it, actually. You know, I, I, um, you know, when it comes to the responsibility of the team, I say they, they need to take a majority of it. Uh, it's the reason why we love boxing. It's a competitive sport. And two athletes are going at it neck and neck. And one gets knocked down. And we can see clear as day. It is over. He's going to stand up. He's going to take another couple shots that could really severely hurt him. And he's going to fall back down. And this is why the referees jump in and call it. The match is over and the player is pissed off, right? Because that's the competitive bone inside of an athlete. He can't help but to compete no matter what. And so that's why they throw in the white towel. Similar situation here. Of course, of course, Tua is going to say he wants to play. He can compete. He's an athlete. He can't help it. Every athlete can't help it. But at some point, you have to take into hindsight and have mature people on the sidelines that are doctors, um, you know, that will make those tough decisions for the players. So I'm not sure, one, how God's green earth he even came back into the game uh, uh, to win um, in the second half. Versus the Bills there, and then two. I don't. I don't know how. Four days later, he plays another game. So it's two two big questions that makes no sense. Of course, they turn around and fire somebody immediately to try to get some type of media cred back. One of the other questions that I wanted to get your your take on because of you know the the theme of your your podcast with with Lindsay is name and likeness has changed a lot for athletes, student athletes. Um, and I think that's been great for, for college kids who are going to be able to this. I think this is directly connected to this question of, of player safety and player health, because in college, these kids are putting their bodies on the line and not getting the sort of um, compensation that they are due, that they contribute so much to the making of the money in the NCAA. And it shouldn't just all be going to the coaches. I thought it was really interesting. Ed Reed was on slow news day with Kevin Clark the other day. And he said, Kevin asked Ed Reed, should Lamar change the way that he plays because he doesn't have a contract? I wonder how you think all of this ties together in terms of the concussion protocols, the team you, you understand earlier, I think than ever the value that you have as an athlete. Do you think it will change the way guys play? Uh, it has changed the way guys play. Um, when you talk about particularly a guy like Lamar Jackson, it can't change the way he plays because of what makes him special is that game play. But as far as, you know, uh, a, 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 a running back deciding to uh, not fight for some extra yardage because they see as there's a collision there that 
is unnecessary. A receiver sliding instead of fighting for extra yards because there's a collision that's unnecessary. Stepping out of bounds instead of lowering the shoulder by QB because it's unnecessary. A slide like defensive ends deciding to not rush. Like a lot of stuff is predicated on how can I reserve my body um, for duration of my contract? Um, so it is, it is, the game is, you know, but at the end of the day still, like it's so competitive that those little plays don't make a big difference to the production of the game itself from a fan's view. But inside the locker rooms, yeah, definitely players make uh, business plays sometimes, 100%. And and look, I you know I don't know where you stand on it. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm guys protecting themselves, and I want to see these guys on the field for as long as possible. I want guys to have long careers. So as long like I don't think the game has gotten crazy bad. I don't think it's gotten soft. You know, if if you think I'm way off on that, please correct me. Um, no, I think I think if player if players honestly wanted to make a big difference in a, a collective bargaining agreement, they would play the entire season like they do the Pro Bowl. They get out there, they perform. They have players' agreements with each other, and it wouldn't be that physical. That way they can say that they're on the field, they can't get fined, they they will perform just not at a high level, and and, and the fans will be pissed, but it's nothing they can do because they've agreed together we're going to play this thing soft until we get paid our due. One day it'll happen. It ain't going to happen no time soon. Well, that that would be wild. I, I And, you know, I, I think it'd be fascinating to see uh, th- there's another macro question that I want to ask you before we dive into the Giants as they stand right now. This has been the year of the too high safety look in the NFL, and I think it's why you're seeing teams like Green Bay say, hey, "Here's AJ Dillon, here's Aaron Jones. We don't think you can stop us with too high safeties." How do you like? Is this a cyclical thing? Do you think like is this all of a sudden going to be the sort of return of these downhill run games? Because we're seeing it with the Chiefs too, like that big offensive line. They took it to Tampa on Sunday night. And I just, I, I'm fascinated to see what comes next. Like, what is the counterpunch? Is this just one step in the next evolution? Or is this something bigger here, do you think? No, I think, um, you know, it's early. It's a long season. Um, I think you got to take what somebody gives you. I think that's the easiest way to play ball. It's so evenly, the game right now is so evenly distributed with talent across the board that you can't force your hand. You have to get take what somebody's giving you. Whereas I feel like a couple of teams have been lopsided over the last 10 years where they just kind of dominate and done what they want. Um, it's not that game anymore. <laughs> and the game is continuing to evolve. If the QB play gets better, well, the DB play gets better. Defensive coordinators have to get better to catch up with all the sling and the football. So, you know, at the end of the day, a run game, Every every part, every team I've ever been a part of, and just because you're on the same organization each year, you're literally on a different team. Each team at the beginning of the season, the head coach would come out in front of a podium and say something of this nature. Guys, we have to stop the run game and establish the run this year. Every single year, because we all know um, the last 10 Super Bowls, uh, the team that controlled the run game, that ran for the most yards and held the other team for the minimal of, of rushing yardage has won the Super Bowl. You still have to be able to run the football and stop it at the end of the day. Um, and so I don't think it's a revolution as much as talent is catching up across the board that's forcing um, regular football. <laughs> there was a great line from, from Mike Patton a couple of years ago. He said, um, it's quicker to get to Miami in an airplane than to walk. 
And, and that was his way of saying it's, you will get beat faster if you give up plays through the air. And that's why everyone's saying, all right, put a roof on it. And if they want to go 12 plays, 80 yards, God bless, go 12 plays, 80 yards. We think you're going to make a mistake. You're going to get a holding penalty. We're going to get a TFL. We're going to put you in a position where you have to try and throw it. And then we have the advantage. And it's, it's, I, I can tell you this for sure. It's frustrating. A lot of Packer fans who are watching this team, they have been a top 10 passing defense all season, and they have been a bottom 10 run defense all season. And it is wildly frustrating. And yet it nets out. They're a top 10 defense because passing is just a bigger share of the game now than it used to be for the giants. That sort of plays into who they want to be, right? Saquon Barkley looks, I don't know, all the way back. How does Saquon look to you? He looks, first of all, he looks outstanding, man. And first of all, I have to uh, debunk that analogy that, that you heard. Um, it's quicker to fly to Miami than to run. That doesn't correlate to football because what's happening is, it would have to correlate that that flight is in the air long enough for somebody to run and get underneath it. Mm. See what I mean? And so that, that analogy is debunked. That's not how football works. It's because you can <laughs> throw something in the air. Somebody literally has to run fast enough to get under it. So it goes hand in hand, but yeah, say, say Quan Barkley, man, <laughs> he's, he's back to his rare form. Uh, he's, he's, he's exactly who was drafted. Um, it's the talent that was drafted. It's the person that was drafted. Um, it's the person that uh, his first play in the NFL made everybody drop their jaw. Uh, it's Saquon Barkley. And so I'm glad to see him healthy, especially in that media market in New York, man, because it can, it can, it can, uh, it can put you on a microscope and uh, almost make you question yourself sometimes, but I think uh, they're headed in the right direction. And I love their, I love the head coach who has a defensive uh, mindset um, and is going to help out that offense so much. So I, I like, I like where the Giants are headed this year. I want to ask you about that coach. I'm so glad you brought him up. Brian Dable was a guy that I had have had circled for the last two years as someone who, if I were starting at an NFL team, I'd be like, I want this guy, maybe not number one on the list, but like in yeah, he's on the short list. And what, what I think is most impressive to me is it just seemed like he flipped that culture on its ear immediately. And, you know, he inviting the, the first responders and he's got the, the FDNY hat and he's just like all in on, we're going to, we're going to be back to being the New York that I made this sort of joke at the top, the New York football giants. So what do you think he's brought to this team? Uh, he's brought back a, a, a grid, uh, like a gridiron type of football mentality. It, it, defensive, defensive coaches that have a passion tend to do that to football teams. Um, and he's a combination of those both. He's a player's coach too. Uh, guys love him. You can see how he, he, re, he responded to their first win in the locker room. And that, that tells you everything. From a player standpoint, being in the locker room, I know that type of vibe. And he's the type of coach that players enjoy playing for. And that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, I think players still can perform at a high level with coaches they don't like. They can perform at a high level with teammates they don't like. But when they are together, boy, does it make a big difference. I mentioned the podcast that you host at the top, uh, the bag with Rashad Jennings and Lindsay McCormick. What can, what can fans expect from that? And why should my listeners take a listen to that, which you should, by the way, the bag. Yeah, you should definitely uh, pop over listen to the bag. The bag is a, a, a podcast in which Lindsay and myself bring on different guests 
um, both uh, both athletes and non-athletes, entrepreneurs and business to talk about the intersection of business and sports. Um, it's very interesting to see how much they merge together. And also we've been able to kind of dive into how these athletes have gotten to their bag outside of the sport um, that they played uh, for various years and, you know, catch up with some of the guys and see what they had in life. I, I tell you what, I've got so much business advice on this podcast I personally um, that I've implemented already. And um, I, I think, uh, you know, everybody can come over for a free listen to see uh, to how they can implement some of this advice too. Former Packers corner and return man Will Blackman was on the show talking about his wine journey, how Charles Woodson inspired him. So start with that episode, and I bet you will listen to more, Rashad. I appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Rashad, for joining the show. Awesome to talk with him. Really interesting guy. Um, had, a, had a great time talking. We talked for 10, 15 minutes off the pod um, afterward because he just like like talking ball, which is great. We talked about the 2016 um, playoff game. We talked about uh, Boatgate. He was not on the boat, by the way. <laughs> I immediately regretted not asking about because I told him. I said I didn't want to put you on his top spot. Like I didn't want to ask you about. It. He said I would talk. I would ask. I would have answered it. So um, we'll have to get him back. We'll have to we'll have to get him back. Maybe there's maybe the, the Giants sneak into the playoffs and it's like one of those two seven matchups and we get to do this all over again. That would be that would be really great. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all of your betting info this season. Did not have a great week four. This guy um, had a really good week three. And I'm sort of right there at even for the season, but feeling feeling good, feeling feeling like I'm starting to, to have a feel for what's going on around the league. And so that means I'm going to be spending a lot more time at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to check out all of your favorite games and events. They've got baseball, baseball playoffs coming, boxing, golf, MMA, NBA preseason's already here. NBA regular season right around the corner. Head to Bet Online to use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, back tomorrow. Zhao you doing on the docket? Our crossover Thursday with Patricia Chena from Locked On Giants, who is in the building every day. She is awesome. No one covers that beat better than she does. So looking forward to that conversation with her. And then um, have a little surprise for you on Friday. We will have a podcast on Friday. It will not be a live show on Friday, but we will be live after the London game on Sunday, even though I will be uh, in parts unknown for a bachelor party. Um, and it is going to be very in the morning, uh, very early in the morning where I am. So th- these are this is what I do. This is what I do and what I love to do. And uh, even if it hurts sometimes and it might hurt on Sunday that for reasons that have nothing to do with the Packers. So I can't I I guess the TLDR of that is please no 27, 24 overtime stuff. Take care of the Giants because that's what should happen. Follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers at any time. You want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. You can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay locked on Packers.